our bodies are naturally compelled to self-regulate and release trauma. It's called homeostasis. But you might be worried about touching upon it or allowing yourself to feel it. In this episode, I'm going to share with you how it actually might be kind of helpful to lightly touch upon it and to talk about maybe how you could actually approach that. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a therapist, coach, and the creator of the Polyvagal Trauma Relief System. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken, where I teach you how to live with more calm, confidence, and connection without the psychobabble. This is actually a segment from one of my Q&As. I hold these twice a month with my Stuck Not Collective. That I call that's, a, that's what I call my private community. I would love to see you in the collective, by the way. You could take all my courses. You can spend time with me in the Q&As, plus there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, if you're interested, I'll tell you more about it at the end of this clip. All right, enjoy the episode. Um, because I think the step that I hadn't gone quite to was that as humans, we have a little more agency um, in terms of we can work to, we can do conscious work to get to a safe and social state. We can. We can, yeah. Those con like our bodies are compelled to self-regulate. And our brain, I think our brain kind of gets in the way, our, our thoughts get in the way, in a sense. But so, so do our behavioral adaptations, so do our cognitive adaptations. Uh, but the natural inclination is to self-regulate. We must do so. But then trauma gets in the way, right? Mm-hmm. Allow to unlock that natural self-regulation capacity and compulsion. We we have. To, I think about it as aligning our thoughts with our body. And so that's, I think that's why mindfulness can help so much is because it quiets the thoughts down a little enough to be able to be in tune with what's happening bottom up. And so now you're connecting your cognitions with your experience, your felt experience. And if the cognitions aren't getting in the way anymore or the behavioral adaptations, then self-regulation naturally unfolds after that. And you're more of a witness to it mm-hmm. than um, a director of it. But it does seem like quieting the cognitions or aligning them with what's happening bottom up seems to fulfill the bodies or help step closer to the uh, natural uh, self-regulation. I call it compulsion. Like we, we have to in order to survive and at least optimally, I guess. So trust it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote and recorded a, um, a guided practice for UDS. And I published that today. Actually, this morning I put it out. Don't do it unless you're. Don't don't do it until you're there. Okay, because um, it builds on all the. So do all the UDS stuff. Make sure you're anchored in safety, and then you can do the di- guided practice. I don't recommend anyone do that today or anything. Um, but the way I ended it was, it was it was. Can we align? Can we feel our defensive state and our safety state, and can we pendulate? That that's really the the practice was to be able to pendulate from safety to defense and back, but also to mindfully experience and to build the felt sense of what's happening inside. But it, it ends with, there might be an impulse that arises from your mindful experiencing. And if you feel that impulse, really it's like, let it, let it happen. You, if you might see that these two defensive, the defensive state and the safety state start to interact, they might start to, there's some, there may be a shift that happens and if there is, you, you just sit back and trust and watch and, and you allow it to unfold and you allow an impulse to emerge 
and then act on it. But yeah, trust is a big part of that. And that's, that's why it's so important that the safety state is developed enough to be able to handle that and know, oh, like I'm watching my self-regulation unfold. I'm, I'm just an observer who's experiencing it, but I, I just need to step back as much as I can consciously and allow this process to happen and be a mindful observer of, of my body's natural self-regulation process. I think the first time I did that, I was, uh, I noticed, oh, fear came up. That's what it was. I was doing the self uh, meditation, self-regulation or mindful felt sense kind of stuff. And uh, fear came up in me. And if I had, if I wasn't able to tolerate the fear, the immobilization, the flight, fight, if I wasn't able to tolerate that, I easily would have just opened my eyes and walked away and, and never come but come back to it, right? So if, if the safety stays developed enough, then one might be able to notice the fear or what defensive state, whatever stuck defensive state you have, you'll be able to notice that come up and then stick with it to be able to feel it and mindfully experience the stuck defensive state and allow the internal self-regulation to happen. But the, I guess the, the point here is the safety state is so important in being able to to do that and that's why i implore everybody make sure you have the polyvagal information make sure you can do bsa and then lightly step into uds as you're ready to yeah a lot of us trust trusting and witnessing yeah. and respecting absolutely yeah but all of these are ventral vagal safety states things all of these come after the safety states developed enough and then and then we can be like oh now i'm a witnesser i'm a, i have trust i have curiosity and if you have those things then then it might be time to start delving into the defensive state if you have those things and can maintain them then that that's a clue that maybe you're ready for something more there i think there is there can be a, a utility to work on your safety state and then kind of like test out where am I at? Um, can, am I able to to feel some of my defensive stuff and maintain it and have maybe have like an exit, you know, maybe have a plan of action of how I'm going to touch into it and then like go and do something that's more anchoring. But there, I think someone that could be a use for someone to, to anchor in safety, practice, 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 and then be like, where am I at when it comes to this numbness? What does that feel like? And then kind of touch upon it lightly and then, you know, and then come back to safety just to kind of start feeling it out. You know what I mean? Instead of going all the way into it, yeah. just kind of be, you know, if, if you have the safety state building, not you, just in general, you, sorry, I'm really trying to make sure I, I differentiate this from coaching and from therapy. I want to make sure that I'm addressing this is discussion and Q and A and that's, that's fine. And I, no one's asking me for therapy. I know that, but in my mind, I'm trying to like solidify these things so that I'm providing different experiences. Um, yeah, I think that in general, it's and I, I don't, I didn't build this into the courses, but it could be helpful. And I do this in therapy where we work on safety and then just touch upon defense lightly and see what the capacity to self-regulate is. And just mm -hmm. it's sort of like uh, maybe a self-assessment or just checking in. With, yeah. the, with with one's uh, distress tolerance, you know? I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Maybe I should actually build that into... I I might build that into BSA. I like that idea. 
Yeah, because wouldn't it be strengthening the vagal break? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, 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 as long as as long as you're doing it with curiosity, and then regrounding a safety. Mm-hmm. If you're touching upon it, and then you get spiraled into uh, actual dysregulation, that would not be building. That would be re-traumat- potentially re-traumatizing, mm-hmm. uh, depending on you know how, how intense it is and whatnot. I guess. Uh, but yeah, it, that absolutely could help build the vagal break or help build distress tolerance. And if BSA is successful, then I would assume one should be able to just lightly touch upon their defensive state with curiosity mm-hmm. without getting spun into dysregulation. And it's also a matter of knowing when to take a pause. Yeah. You know, like, like I know yeah. I tend to push through things and in this work, it, it's not, um, I need to learn how not to push through because it is, can be re-traumatizing. It can be, um, dysregulating for me. And then it takes me a couple of days to recover from that. Um, and as far as safety part is concerned, um, for me, it's about it. I feeling safe enough. Like I can get into it feeling safe enough. And then when it gets, when it's starting to push back, that's kind of how it, I, it, it senses for me is that when it's starting to push back, it's time to stop. I do have a lesson on this in, in UDS. There is a lesson on a couple of them on when to stop, when to start, how to recognize when it's time to stop and start mm-hmm. as far as like a meditation or like a guided practice or, <clears throat> you know, more actively consciously self-regulating. I, I have it laid out and I teach you when to start and stop these things, how to set up the, well, by now you already know the passive safety environment, all these things should be in place. But if you, I guess just for our discussion point, like if you feel like you're curious about your defensive state and just want to lightly touch on it, I don't mm-hmm. think it's a bad idea in general. But you have to be really sure that you're able to handle that uh, lightly with curiosity and have an exit plan. So that, that, I'll leave that up to you, though. You keep saying in- you, the general you. Yeah. You keep saying with, curi- with curiosity as opposed to... Feeling like you have to. Um, it, could, it, could, it could be opposed to a lot of things. It might be like, well, this other member of my, in the group is making more advancement than me. I, I should be doing the same thing. And that would be more of a pressure, uh, like I have to, or a comp- competitive kind of thing versus like, I just want to know what the heck I feel like. And I want, like, I just, I just want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. So it could be a lot of alternatives. Uh, I, I have to trust that everyone knows what curiosity feels like for them versus I don't know, mm-hmm. competition or pressure or self-judgment, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really hope you enjoyed that clip of myself and the uh, Stuck Not Collective community members. I would love to see you in the community, but I want to make sure it's a good fit for you. I really believe that I've created something really special here uh, with it, with the courses and with the community. If you like what I have here in the podcast, I think you're going to absolutely love what I have for you in the coursework. I mean, I got the polyvagal theory, I got how to build your safety state, and even how to mindfully experience your stuck defensive state. It's all there for you, and it's ready for you to learn at your own pace. The courses are easy to access, easy to understand, and even easy to implement. And you won't be alone. You'll be able to access my community, but you'll also be able to access me. I'm in the community pretty darn often, and it's always okay to ask questions. 
not just pretty darn often. I'm there daily. I'm there pretty darn often every single day. <laughs> I, I love being there. So not just me, but also the other community members. They're all super nice and supportive. It's a no-pressure community. You can engage as much as you are comfortable with. And there are no trauma narrative sharing. We don't do that in the, in the community at all. Members engage in a way that feels practical and doable for them. If they want to be the first one to respond to comments, they can. If they just want to share a picture of their pets in the chit-chat section, that's fine too. But there's also other opportunities that are available if you want them. One of those is I created this thing called the Stuck Buddy System. And this is basically where you partner with somebody else in the community to kind of, you know, help each other, support each other through the coursework and in getting unstuck. I love this little group and I think there's something really special happening here. So this is your invitation to come join me and others in the Stuck Not Collective. There's a link in the description if you want to learn more and don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions about it. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Sorry, I was having a danger cue. I was experiencing no actual danger, but there's a tennis wall, tennis ball wall, where they hit the the <laughs> ball against the wall. So all I'm hearing is boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like repeatedly, and it's actually pretty darn deep. It sounds like a drum. And I felt my body kind of sort of having a slight um, anxious sort of reaction. So I just rolled my windows up. Uh, yeah, just a little one. <laughs> Plus, I was trying to listen to you, Sandra. And it's like, I, I can't do both of those at the same time. Yeah. <laughs>